Packers Daily with Jason Mertides. Put one in the wind column edition of Flyers Daily. Lindblom outlets and now behind the defense. Connect, he's going to catch up to it. He walks right in, backhand, he scores! Thomas Konechny with his fourth goal of the year. And Montour kept alive. Turning Shea has got a man in front. Oh, what a save by Elliott. He made a second save. The second one as good as the first on Curtis Lazar and Brian Elliott keep this a scoreless tie. Two on one for the Flyers. Voracek joins Hayes out across in front and Voracek scores! Jake Voracek and the pass by Kevin Hayes. And Voracek's got his first of the year to make it 2-0. Another clearing attempt. Hayes gets it all the way down the ice. That's going to roll into the empty net. He scores! And Kevin Hayes will ice it. The empty net goal by Hayes makes it 3-0 Philadelphia. And welcome to your January 20th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. It is a Wednesday day after game edition as the Flyers avenge a 6-1 loss in back-to-back games with a 3-0 defeat of the Buffalo Sabres. Travis Konechny scored the opening goal, turned out to be the game winner off a great pass from Oscar Lindblom. Kevin Hayes sets up Jake Voracek and then Kevin Hayes with the empty net goal. And Kevin Hayes will join us in just a moment on this very podcast. We'll also hear from Elaine Vigneault after the game. Uh, but the Flyers do avenge that loss. And if you listen to yesterday's episode, I I broke down why the loss against Buffalo was an opportunity. Now, nobody wants to lose 6-1. to No, nobody does. Nobody wants to have a poor showing. And frankly, as Elaine Vigneault put it, he said if I was a player or a coach, which he is, uh, he'd be embarrassed by what happened on Monday night. And he was. Uh, but it was an opportunity for the Flyers to start to forge an identity. You start to forge an identity in sports when you're faced with adversity. Now, it was one loss. It wasn't a tremendous amount of adversity, but that's how these things start, with steps and foundational blocks. And the Flyers last year were a team that didn't lose two straight games from the beginning of January all the way to the second round of the playoffs against the New York Islanders. It was It became a rallying cry. It became their identity. It became part of that team's DNA. And I made the case that those things don't travel year to year, and you have to start to rebuild that identity this year. Well, this was the first opportunity. You're coming off a loss, a bad loss, against a Buffalo team that was uh, you know, trying to do everything they could to get their first win of the season, and they played well. You didn't, and you got what you got in a 6-1 shellacking. How you responded was what mattered going into the, into the game yesterday. And the Flyers responded. It was their most complete 60-minute performance. And I know a lot of people want to discredit the Buffalo Sabres. And I get it. Preseason prognostications in this division of the East with Boston, with Washington, with Pittsburgh, with the Flyers, with both New York teams, the Rangers and Islanders, and with the Devils, and, and with a team in Buffalo. Everybody said, well, the team that's going to finish 7th is Buffalo, and the team that's going to finish 8th is the, the New Jersey Devils. Well, in short seasons in hockey, that's when strange things can happen. Now, I'm not saying because Buffalo beat the Flyers 6-1 to or that because the New Jersey Devils are 2-0-1 to start the season that those two teams are making the playoffs. But what I will tell you is that there's an even playing field when there is no preseason, when your training camp is nine days, eight on-ice session days. That levels the playing field where skilled teams don't have their skill dialed in and where inferior teams can upset skilled teams. And we're seeing that quite often here in the beginning of the season, hence New Jersey being off to a 2-0-1 start. I mean, Detroit's already got a win, which is stunning. Um, They beat the Columbus Blue Jackets. So there's a lot of that going around the league. 
But with that being said, how you respond to those losses is what's paramount. And I thought the Flyers, in the game last night, responded with a very honest 60-minute effort. And frankly, they got tremendous goaltending from Brian Elliott. It was his 41st career shutout. He made 40 saves. He made timely saves. He made big saves. He made every save. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a great performance from Brian Elliott. And I think the one thing that should not be underscored is playing the position of goalie is very difficult. It's one of the most difficult in sports because it's the last line of defense. And when when the other team scores on you, most likely there's a red light going on, and then they sound a horn, and everybody points at you and laughs at you. Uh, that That's the position, and you have to forget about it and try and make the next save so that that doesn't happen again. But with that being said, one of the hard things about it is it's a rhythm position too. And to not have played a lot of hockey or started games – and and you're expected to go in there and make 40 saves on 40 shots is very difficult. Brian Elliott didn't start a game at the Wells Fargo Center since February 4th of last year of 2020. This is obviously pre-pandemic. The last game that he played was that he started was March 4th of last year, except the one-round robin game that he played in Toronto when the Flyers were in the bubble in August, which was basically an exhibition game. Fast forward to last night. So that's the first time he's played, started a home game since the 4th of February last year at the Wells Fargo Center. And what he did is he went out and he stopped 40 shots on 40 attempts and got the goose egg. Mind you, he got the goose egg too. This is more of the, this is why it's a little bit even more impressive. Sean Couturier wasn't in the lineup. He's out injured for a couple of weeks. In the first period of that game, Phil Myers took a hit. He's having an MRI. We'll get more information today. He was out for basically the second and third period. So you're down a defenseman, down a key defenseman. And then it, late in the second period, you lost Morgan Frost. He'll have an MRI today, and we'll get more details on that as well. And now you're down a center. So you're down to 11 forwards and 5D. To still get a shutout in that situation is very difficult. Players had to step up across the board. And you're going to hear Elaine Vigneault talk about that. Um, these things happen in hockey. It doesn't usually happen where you have, you know, one of your top four defensemen go out for two thirds of the game, and your one of your top nine center, top nine forwards, and a center go out. Now Claude Giroux moved to the middle. Elaine Vigneault changed a lot of lines. Nolan Patrick was playing uh, with Travis Konechny and with Oscar Lindblom. We saw a lot of different combinations in this game, including uh, some top D pair combinations. Travis Sanheim playing the right side with Ivan Provorov. So. There was a lot of variables that went into that game. And when you consider all of them and you say, well, the Buffalo Sabres hung tight with them through two periods, that's no great achievement. I beg to differ. When you look at everything in total, that was a total team effort led by some great goaltending that got you two points in the standings and basically evened the, the, the homestand, the two-game homestand up with a Buffalo team that, that beat the brakes off you the night before. So I think when you look at everything, it is pretty – it is pretty darn impressive what they were able to do. They've now played also two of their four games without significant players for large portions of the game. Sean Couturier got injured after just 45 seconds on the ice and two shifts against the Pittsburgh Penguins in Game 2, and they won that game 5-2. to two. Think about the matchup nightmare that the Penguins are. you got the Crosby line. you got the Malkin line. They have other weapons as well. And you did it without Sean Couturier for pretty much most of the game. And you didn't even have Morgan Frost to, to fill in in that situation because it happened in-game. And then the second game here against Buffalo, you lost Phil Myers to top 4D, 
and then you lost a center, a top nine forward in Morgan Frost, and you didn't have Sean Couturier. Speaks to the depth. It speaks to the fact that they had to work their butt off to get that win against Buffalo because that's the only way they were going to get it. And when you're shorthanded like that, those things are tough. Plus, you're playing a lot of games in a condensed period of time. I know it's early in the season, but that's a factor as well. So good on the guys uh, and the boys for getting it done and evening that uh, that home-home with the Buffalo Sabres. will be back in action on Thursday in Boston at the TD Garden to take on the Boston Bruins. Now, a guy from that area, the Dorchester area, is Kevin Hayes. He had a big game, assisted on Jake Voracek's goal to get, make the Flyers uh, a 2-0 lead, and then he also got the empty net goal and put the final nail in the coffin of the Buffalo Sabres in last night's game. And he joins us right now on the Flyers Daily Podcast. Hazy, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Kevin, let me ask you about the performance of, of Brian Elliott because he hasn't started a game at the Wells Fargo Center since the 4th of February. He has started one game since March for you guys to be able to come into this situation. By the way, the game that he started since March was a round robin game in Toronto. Um, to come in and give you that performance tonight from from your backup goaltender is pretty pretty special, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Moose is uh, the definition of a gamer. Um, whenever he's called upon, he, he shows up and gives us an unbelievable effort. Uh, tonight was just an hour of news. Um, I mean, we got two great goalies here. We see them practice every day, and um, we kind of assumed that that was going to be the case. Um, you guys are dealing with some injuries. You're without Sean Couturier in this game, been out without him for a couple games. Then Morgan Frost goes down. Phil Myers goes down. What's what's kind of the mentality in the room? Is it just next guy up? Is it that simple? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, injuries happen. Uh, it sucks when it happens to, to guys that, that are a big part of your team. Um, but, yeah, it's just next man, next man up mentality. And, uh, I think that's what the coach kind of harps on. And, uh, I mean, we got the players to – to come in and, and fill those roles, and, and uh, I'm sure I'll do next game. It was it was a tough loss in Game One against Buffalo, the six-one defeat. I, I imagine you guys were a pretty pissed off group coming into this game against the Sabers in the back-to-back. Yeah, uh, that was uh, a tough one to swallow. That's that's not Flyers hockey. That's not uh, Elaine Vigneault hockey. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone kind of knew that um, that wasn't our best effort, and uh, we were embarrassed. Um, I mean. That can't be happening at uh, this early in the season, and I thought we kind of put together a great team effort uh, on a back-to-back. Hazy, one of the things you guys developed in identity last year was basically from early January until that second-round series against the Islanders, the ability to bounce back after losses. That identity doesn't travel season to season, even on a team like you guys that didn't have a lot of turnover. How important was it in your first defeat this year to bounce back and start to forge that identity going forward? Yeah, that's huge. Uh, I mean, we got the right leaders in this group uh, in that locker room that know that know how to uh, perform after a loss and know um, what to do in order for that to happen. And uh, that's a lot easier when when your oldest best players are leading the way and doing the right thing. So uh, that's what the case was tonight. Three wins in the first four games. You're heading home to New England uh, to take on the Bruins Thursday and Saturday. You won't get to have uh, family and friends all in, in TD Garden. <laughs> kind of watching you play, but it's still exciting to go back and play there, isn't it? Yeah, it's always exciting heading back to your hometown. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot different now with COVID and stuff, but I'm sure there'll be a lot a lot of viewers in my hometown of Dorchester watching the games. Well, Kevin, hey, I appreciate you doing this. Great game. Uh, assist on the uh, second goal of the game to Jake Voracek and then the empty netter as well to put the final nail in. Thanks for doing this. Best of luck Thursday, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thanks to Kevin Hayes for joining us after last night's game. 
an assist, and an empty net goal. He's off to a good start this season as well. Um, right now, though, let's check in with the Flyers head coach, Elaine Vino, as he addressed the media after last night's game. Yeah, AV, uh, can you give us a medical update on Frost and Myers, and then can you talk about what uh, the lift Brian gave you tonight in goal? Um, both those guys uh, are getting MRI, so I'll, I'll know more tomorrow. Uh, as far as uh, Brian, there's no doubt that uh, uh, he was a big part of uh, tonight's win, uh, made some big saves at, at the right time. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, I thought the guys in front of him, uh, this was, in my estimation, our, our, our best compete. We weren't perfect out there, and they obviously had some good looks. But as far as us, uh, competing and working hard and and trying to play the right way. This was uh, our best game so far this year, and uh, we have to get, continue to get better. <clears throat> Sam, did you have a follow-up? Uh, no, thank you. Charlie O'Connor, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hey, Charlie. Hey, Lane. Um, as compared to Monday, what would you say you guys fixed tonight, and what would you say you guys still maybe struggled with? Uh, you know, obviously we didn't play a perfect game, and uh, – you know, there there are some decisions with the puck that we need to make a little bit better. But I thought overall, you know, our compete level was was uh, was very strong tonight. We battled hard on the forecheck. We battled hard to keep pucks in. I thought a guy like uh, James tonight, uh, JVR, uh, you know, showed the way. It was was intense. He was physical in his compete. And, you know, he didn't get on the score sheet, but he did a lot of th other things tonight that uh, – uh, I noticed and my coaching staff noticed and, uh, you know, overall, you know, this was a, a game that uh, we had to uh, bounce back from our, our performance yesterday. And I thought our group showed us some good character and uh, we found a way to win against a, a good team. Ed Barkowitz, you're on with coach. Go ahead. Ed. Hello, Lane. Um, Lane, what are you getting out of uh, Oscar Lindblom? I mean, he's he's on the score sheet, obviously, but he's giving you a lot of other things, isn't he? I'm getting a hundred percent, a hundred percent in everything he does, whether it's forecheck, whether it's backcheck, uh, whether it's in our zone or, or the right plays with the puck. Uh, the kid is all in, and he's uh, given us uh, everything he has every shift, and that's what I expect from him, and that's what I expect from all his teammates. <clears throat> Bill, Bill Meltzer, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hey, Bill. Hey, v. Um, after what happened last night, if you get down on three early and, and, and it doesn't go well, it kind of goes sideways on you. How, how big was that five-on-three kill to kind of set a tone for the game? Uh, it was huge. Uh, you know, I thought we, we used two duos of Ds. Uh, we, uh, we used Kevin Hayes. We uh, used Scotty Lawton. I thought those guys did a, a real good job for us as, as far as, uh, you know, playing the structure and, and the comp pack that you need five uh, versus three and it, it was in my mind that uh, you're 100 percent right i mean if they get uh, a goal there they you know build a little bit of, of extra confidence that they got from last night by us killing that gave us uh i thought good energy and uh after that uh you know we i thought we played real strong Wayne Fish, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hi, Elaine. Do you, do you think that uh, Brian getting into the game last night and getting some shots helped uh, get him ready for tonight? Yeah, well, there's no doubt that we thought that right after the game. Uh, you know, one of the uh, few things that uh, we saw in last night's game, other than the fact that we could get right back at it tonight, was the fact that he did get some work in. 
and Brian's been, uh, you know, excellent, excellent throughout uh, the start of training camp. He's been working really hard. Uh, this was maybe the, the first time in, in the last couple of years where uh, he was healthy and he was able to train and work out. So he's come focused. He's come ready to play and help us win games. And that's what we need from uh, both our goaltenders. Jordan Hall, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Elaine. Uh, you guys played two periods without a defenseman and uh, the third period without a center. Um, and then you pitch a shutout. Does that say a lot about just your response and the response that you wanted? Well, the, there's no doubt that we needed, uh, you know, a, a strong pushback and a strong character game from our group, and we got that. And, you know, we got it, uh, you know, by being down five Ds early and uh, uh, being down, uh, you know, down to 11 forwards uh, a little bit more than halfway through that second period. So you got to buckle down. you got to find ways, and uh, that's what we did tonight, and uh, we'll find out about those two players in the near future. Take two more questions. Adam Kimmelman, you're on with Coach. Go ahead. Coach, um, I know it kind of got scrambly there in the third, but you swapped three of the four lines to start the game. Did you see what you were looking for beyond the score sheet from, you know, the new look lines? Uh, I did. I mean, what I wanted to see was, uh, you know, us battling hard and, and competing and, and uh, you know, being physical when the opportunity was there. And uh, that's what we did. We came to play and we played hard. Last question, Charlie O'Connor. You're on with Coach. Go ahead, uh, Elaine. The, uh, this is the second of four games where you guys have went long stretches without a full lineup. Does that make it harder for you to kind of determine, you know, what are I guess actual issues with the team, and what is just driven by the fact that you guys are playing with a shortened bench for long periods of time? I mean, that's just part of the game. You know, uh, unfortunately, injuries. Are, happen and when you you're dealt with injuries you got to deal with them and and find ways and uh, uh, some other uh, players are going to get the opportunity to step in the lineup uh, a lot of them have been waiting for this opportunity so they step in and uh, they got to be good for us and they got to help us win games okay thanks coach thanks guys stay safe big win for the flyers to get the win over the Buffalo Sabres, they have now won three out of four games this year, and they now have six points in the standings. Everybody, that's this episode of Flyers Daily. We'll be back tomorrow with another brand new episode. And then Thursday, the Flyers will be back in action to take on the Boston Bruins at TD Garden, 7 o'clock. In the meantime, everybody, have a great day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on tomorrow's episode of Flyers Daily. Flyers Daily.